Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and we have an awesome guest with us today. We have Monica Graves of the Purple Mountain Group at EXP Realty. Thank you for joining us, Monica. We definitely appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, this is our first time doing a live in the studio podcast, so thanks for being the pioneer of that. We're in our new podcast studio, so pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I'm a pioneer in a lot of things. Yeah, no kidding. You were just sharing you, you were 30 years in the in the uh, real estate business. Yes, that 30 is, years. That is crazy. That's a long time. Yeah, and the reason how I know is because I was pregnant with my 30-year-old son when I got my license. Okay. So that's how every year I was able to know how many years I've been in real estate. Makes it because easy. Because of his birthday. <laughs> Especially once it's 40 and then 50 years and 60 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> then it'll be harder to remember. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. So what's, how have you managed to be successful for this long and keep it going? Um, you know, I think what the way it started, just to be clear, is um, I was not a, a realtor when I got my license. I was more of an investor agent. I'm still an investor agent, but at that time, when I did get my license back in 1993, was... Um, we, I was working at Ralph Lauren Corporation in living in New York City. A fun time, you know, in your 20s to be living in, in New York. And then um, I just started, you know, making income where I didn't really know what to do with it. I wasn't really that type of person to invest in, in stocks and things like that. And so mm-hmm. so I was like, what should I do? And, and my parents were um, developers. My mother was a banker. Um, I biological father was a realtor. So it was sort of like, you need to invest in real estate. And and so I think I was 23. Yeah, 23, the first property I bought as an investment property. And then by the time, um, like I said, I was with Ralph Lauren Corporation, I just decided, hey, that's probably is the best way to to work with your money. And and, um, and I understood it because my parents, you know, had been in, um, investors in real estate. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I started... Um, I got my license pretty much just for that. And and I know a lot of agents do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like, you know, why should I pay all these brokers that and and then when you get into investing in real estate, um it's 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 easier for you to if you're licensed to find the properties mm-hmm. as an investor sure. agent. Yeah. And then um so we we did that in Georgia and Florida. Okay. Uh, I'm from originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and that's what we did with our you know, time whenever we had extra time. Mm-hmm. And so then after, then I moved to Colorado in 2000. Okay. And we sold off our Georgia and Florida properties uh, to try to do the same thing here in Colorado because we really, this is where we w- really wanted to be. Okay. You know, when you have a dream of, of where you want to be, um, you can make it happen. Yeah. Well, real estate affords that flexibility for us. Exactly. Yeah. So you just intentionally moved out here. Um, and we're, we're able to do it because of that. I was still working with Ralph Lauren, but uh, what I decided be- is, is and you do this, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just, you say, you know, what, what do I need to do to ha- make my dreams mm-hmm. come true instead of everybody else's dreams? <laughs> so, you know, I was like, yeah. I'm making, I'm helping to make Ralph Lauren a billionaire. Um, and all of my time was being dedicated towards that. So once I, became an entrepreneur, I, I licensed myself out to him as an independent contractor. And then I got on with Tommy Hilfiger and even, um, you know, other 
about five or six other designers when I came out to Colorado. Oh, okay. So I was able to still be in that field, but be an entrepreneur and, and, and do my own time, my own hours mm-hmm. instead of being an employee. Yeah, yeah. And so that was, yeah, 2000. So, so I really didn't know if I was going to be an actual realtor because um, we opened a retail store in downtown Golden when I first moved out here. Still had the fashion bug in me. Clothing store, I assume. It wasn't clothing. It was actually textiles, jewelry, oh. uh, furniture, art. Okay. And uh, and it was from all of the Ralph Lauren contacts that I had. And um, okay, it was it's similar to if you ever looked like in a Sundance catalog. Mm. It was similar to that. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know Sundance. <laughs> Robert Redford. Okay. Okay. Ralph Lauren's best friend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So then, how long did the did that shop go on in Golden? It went for a while, and that and so we had our uh, mortgage company, a real estate. Um, you know, us as, as investors and the retail front. Okay. So we had that going on. Um, so I was in the mortgage business like you. I didn't know that. Yeah. Crazy. I know. From 2000 to 2007. Oh, well, 2007 was a good year to get out of the market. I sold my mortgage company. <laughs> Did you sell it in the nick of time before everything happened? Yep. Oh, good job. Shearson Lehman Brothers, if you can remember those. Yes, people. I do remember those guys. They went under <laughs> a couple of years yeah. later. Yep, yep. Well, good move. Yeah, it was. And it, yeah. and then I, I focused. You know, I sold the retail store um, and sold, you know, the mortgage company and then said, let's let's just focus on investing in real estate. But that's when I turned into more of a realtor. Okay. You know? I was going to ask that. I was curious when you really started to focus on real estate. Yeah, it was probably 2005 okay. um, where I was helping other people besides myself in, in uh, buying real estate and selling real estate. Mm-hmm. And that became very re- rewarding, you know. Um, and I was able to be a trusted advisor um, and have that knowledge of, you know, because I'd been licensed for quite a while. So I was helping not only investors, but also people. It is, you know, it, it's it's the biggest investment you'll ever make. Sure. So yeah. So it's it, treating it like that um, and helping people to understand. Um, and, and just that was, yeah, 2005 was when I started helping other people, but then I actually became a REO, you know, foreclosure specialist in 2006. Okay. And so I started saying, selling bank-owned properties. And um, and that was that was one of the reasons why I knew to sell the mortgage company, because I could see. Mm, well, you could already see it then. Yeah. Okay. Because banks were already asking me to list them, and... And then we just knew more was coming. Yeah, yeah. That was a good time to get involved in that business. Yeah, yeah. And that was, we were selling, me and five other agents, we were selling about 60 properties a month. Wow, really? In 06? In, in 06, it was about five to 10. And then in 08, 09, 010. Wow. Yeah, it was. And that's how I got into the mountains. Okay. Because I was here in Denver and... um one of the banks, I think it was Bank of America, just asked us if uh, if we had an agent that we they could give some foreclosures to in in Vail. Mm. And I said, <laughs> like yes, <laughs> me, yeah, because <laughs> we had a condo, and so really I just already had a condo there, and and so it worked out. Yeah, and that's how I made it to Winter Park. Was because okay. we ended up buying a place in Winter Park because 
of the fact that I was going to be able to um, sell those because Winter Park was a couple of years behind uh, Summit County and Eagle County. Yeah. When it came to foreclosures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why that Isn't was. that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why that was? It's really strange how things work, about how the money aspect of things work, you know, because um, cause like the Ritz-Carlton in Vail was being built in 2007. Mm-hmm. And, and we would just have people pulling out left and right. $100,000 earnest money just letting it go. Wow. And I know. And so the, the village in Winter Park was being built in 2007. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, it was, it was actually in development when the crash was about to happen. Interesting. But people held on. And I think it was, it's because it wasn't as much of an investment as like hmm. Vail, Summit County. Yeah. Dollar wise. Yeah. So people, people were able to hold on. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it really started crashing when everybody else did in, in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So that was quite a time. Yeah. Did you always have a vision to get into the mountains? Yes. And that was because of having kids. Um, started snowboarding. Us skied out here from Atlanta every year for 15 years. And then um, I went, I learned to snowboard in Wolf Creek. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I have not been there, but it's definitely on the list. So we can get off topic with snowboarding. You and I go into together and everything. That was so much fun. Yep. But that was a goal of, you know, Every coming out here and, and seeing the beauty of Colorado once a year and, and leaving Atlanta and New York, big city mm-hmm. towns, and then coming into these beautiful mountains. Yeah, it was a goal to at least have a second home here. But then um, but then I was in 1999, I was asked by the company, uh, Ralph Lauren Corporation, to come out to Vail uh, to close the Vail Polo Shop. And um, and so, again, it was one of those things where I raised my hand. Who wants to go to Vail to close the Vail Polo shop and, and spend a week out there, all expenses paid? Yeah. In the summer. <laughs> like, not, not hard to find volunteers. I will. Yeah. And so that was it. 1999, we came out in the summer for the first time. Okay. And saw the beauty of this place. Yeah. And just said, why do we live? in New York City and Atlanta, Georgia, because we had mm-hmm. house uh, places in each city. And so we did it. We just pretty much picked up and moved, and my kids were young enough where that I knew it was a good move. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, we just did it. And, and you know, people do that sometimes where, where the risk aspect of it, and, and I just said, I think I can sell real estate anywhere. And so that's yes. one of the reasons why I got with the EXP is because of the the how you know we're international. Mm-hmm. So wherever we end up in retirement, I know I'll still be in yeah. this business. Yeah. And so maybe it'll be Spain. Maybe it'll yeah. be, you know, you just don't know. It's an interesting model. It is an interesting model for sure. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to hear about 
the, your uh, group that you formed, Purple Mountain Group. Okay. Um, how long have you had that uh, organization? Um, so, you know, it was pretty much just me covering um, Eagle County, Summit County, and Grand County. And and still having a place in Golden. So I was, I was you know, driving a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, there's got to be a better way. And, and the team concept started coming in around, you know, you started seeing it in real estate. Just a lot more teams were being formed. Yep. And that was pretty much the reason is because, you know, if, if you want to help more people, which is the goal, to service more people, um, you can't, you don't want to be working, you know, 120 hours a week. And and so that's when I said, okay, I'll get a, um, a buyer's agent, listing agent, transaction coordinator. And that's how I started. So, and a marketing person. So my marketing person is my husband, <laughs> Michael Graves. Yep. My transaction coordinator is my uh, eldest son, Baron Graves, and his wife is my assistant, Jessica Graves. And um, and then my youngest son got into real estate when he graduated down in Fort Lewis, so he's our contact down in uh, Durango. So he okay. helps service Purgatory and, and Glacier Country Club and, and places down there, beautiful area, Pico Springs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, sure. that's pretty much how it started as a family. Uh-huh. And... Um, and then, you know, we, I just um, really felt like I could, I could expand even more or help more people by, you know, just getting more specialists, people that are in different, um, you know, I got an investment person, Tim Murray, you know, Tim Murray. Mm-hmm. Murray. Yep. Um, so he came on board with our team and then I've got another Summit County and then I just added another bail person. So, so that's really you know, I'm looking to, I have an agent in Spain now. That's why I said Spain is because, oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Um, she, how, did, how did you get an agent in Spain? She came over to join my team um, because she wanted to move to Spain. So with okay. PXP, she was able to do that. So she left her very great business that she has here. Um, but our team is, is working business here so that she can go there and start up a, a career in okay. real estate okay. in investing because she has uh, short-term rentals here and she has um, some three investment properties in Denver okay. that are helping with that income. Sure. But she wants to go, you know, if you can dream, yeah, say, hey. Why not? And that's, that's exactly like you said with the model, we're able to do that. And so the team part of it, um, Purple Mountain Group, but then I have um, Super Agent Collaborative that we're, we're hitting on 60 agents right now that uh, we're in multiple states. Yeah, and, and it's an incredible group. Yeah. Like I know a lot of you guys, and you guys have a good thing going. I know. Yeah. Van Gomer and Barry Overson. Yep, yep. Yeah. and Tim, of course. And Tim was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Oh, good. Actually. Okay. So that was that was fun. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, the EXP is a great team model. I love how they have things set up. Tell, tell me more about that. So, so yeah, you know, I, I had heard about it, didn't really know very much um, because I was really focused where I was as an employing broker. And then I had the, the mountains. And so then when I, um, you know, you start getting to that point where um, multiple streams of income, I've always thought that way. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was probably 16, mm-hmm. I was, I always had multiple jobs. 
in multiple income coming in from different sources. And, and so that's pretty much how it's set up is it's a model where, um, you not only earn, um, your, your commissions, but you're earning revenue share from the commissions of other agents. Mm -hmm. And so instead of the commissions going to the brokerage, it actually, the commission splits are going to the brokers. Okay. Albuquerque. I like that. Why didn't everybody yeah. do this? Yeah. Genius. I know. And so, so, so that's how it's grown. Um, and so the super agent collaborative that we've have that we're hitting on 60 agents now is, is, uh, is just that where, um, we're trying to support each other, collaborate with each other because we're all broker owners of the same company. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, you earn stock, um, you can buy as much stock as you want for, with the company. So that makes sense. I've got, you know, equity in the company, um, revenue share with the other agents mm -hmm. and and then also my own commissions so again that's a multiple streams of income okay so it just makes sense yeah nice and then so so what are your plans where are you where do you plan to grow this to for your, to the purple mountain group um yeah we definitely are getting into more areas i'm looking for steamboat um person right now mm -hmm. um don't know about aspen yet but i love aspen so much it's one of the best places to snowboard. I know it's incredible, and uh, and so, but but I think that, you know, we're we're getting into Florida right now. I'm heading to Florida next week. Okay. Um. So the team, it, it won't be Purple Mountain Group. It'll be EXP. Uh -huh. Um. But that's a great way to get uh, referrals is from other states by going out and and recruiting for EXP in multiple states. So. Yeah. So I'll be out there all next week recruiting and, uh, you know, we're looking at Michigan. Okay. Michigan. Um, yeah. Because of the agent investors that we have that work with us here at the super agent collaborative, that's where they want, I mean, Michigan is, is an area where they're just looking at investing <laughs> in Arizona. We've got two agents in Arizona right now. Okay. So. I've got Mexico City on my mind. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. Because there's a lot of veil contact. I don't know if you know that. Oh. What's the connection there? I learned this when I moved Vail. That um, there's a, a lot of, of people from Germany that live in Mexico City. And then there's a lot of investors or second home ownership in Vail from Mexico City. Okay, and so, so yeah, the, it's it's another tie to to money and taxes and things like that. So oh, okay, sure. okay, Obviously. interesting. Yeah, huh. I know. Yeah, I learn something every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been uh, it's been fun to work in the Colorado mountains, and and so so yeah, the, I'm thinking because I now you know this, I moved to Grand Lake. Mm -hmm. I'm used to be in Fraser. Mm -hmm. I was in Fraser since 2010. It's almost 10 years. And then we moved from Fraser, Colorado to Grand Lake. Okay. And um, and so it's just been, it's very exclusive area. And um, and so I, I like that. I like that aspect of my life where I can get out into the mountains. And it really was wonderful, you know, when people talk about COVID and where they were. Mm -hmm. Um. 
I was really literally snowshoeing and came back and saw on the news that all the resorts had closed down. Oh. <laughs> and it just was so crazy to hear that. Yeah. Closing ski resorts. Yeah. Completely down. Yeah. It was it was an interesting time. And and so then, you know, I was in Grand Lake in a very small community. There's only about six hundred people in, in Grand Lake. That's the population of, oh, of downtown Grand Lake. I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah. Okay. And so it was it was a, a good place to hunker down. Well, we've had a place in Fraser for since 2017, and that's where we hunkered down yeah. during COVID. Is I mean, it was great. We had a actually, actually, that summer was the most awesome summer we've probably had as a family. And that's what happened to the um, we call it the mountain migration. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll share that report with you. It came out in 2021, and um, and it's still happening. The mountain migration from all over the world to the Colorado mountains, Colorado ski resorts. Um, cabins in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, so 2021 was that year of, of just the, the flocking into uh, Grand County, Eagle County, Summit County. But I would say more in the, um, you know, the where there was a lot of land. So Granby has been Granby, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Is it's just because of just that access of land, mm-hmm. just so you know. It it was in Forbes magazine as one of the fastest growing communities in the United States. Wow, little Granby, huh? I know. Well, that's probably why it's fastest growing. It was so little. It was so there's, little. Uh, there's all these developments mm-hmm. up here now. Yeah, and that little town, you know, <laughs> when you drive through, it's just like, where am I? Yeah. And now, it, now it's just changed so much with all these yeah. restaurants and yeah. um, I, I and the actual ski resort. I don't know if you know they're. Uh, mm-hmm. They're adding three more lips. Oh, really? Fifteen more. Granby Ranch. Uh huh. Granby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I know that's exciting. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, are they putting any kind of restrictions on growth in Grand County, or what are they doing? No, this? you know how it is with the mountain uh, communities and short-term rental. The restrictions are there. Um, with Summit County, Vale has a. a not as much of restriction and and nothing in Winter Park compared to like Steamboat or Jackson Hole, Wyoming. You know some of these other resorts that have uh, so many restrictions and and it changes every day. It feels I feel like it like in Breckenridge, but it, it's definitely gotten more expensive with the permits mm-hmm. to do short term rental. Where it was like a hundred dollars, and yeah. now it's fourteen hundred yeah. annually. And it's by bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're increasing it in coming years. Ever. Yes, increasing it. Yes, yeah. So it's it's um you know the the thing about the building part of it. What I loved about Golden when I moved here from Atlanta was. When they told me there was a 1% growth factor built in annually, that really appealed to me because my goal was to, to move my family into a small community, mm-hmm. small schools, because what happened in Atlanta, it was just totally overpopulated school system with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, 50, 60 
little kids in a room together oh, yeah. with one teacher. And so yeah. So when I saw Golden and, and how the classroom settings were so small and at 1%. And then I, I know that Lakewood, the city of Lakewood, did the 1%. What do you think it's like five years ago, maybe? The Nathan Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I see that probably happening in Granby, where there's going to be a restriction on, on, on building. There has to be something, I think, because the infrastructure up there is, I mean, there's already talk of how how much it's stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about, I mean, of course, the water is a huge issue, and like, just even the road coming through Winter Park and Fraser. Gosh. Like, how are they going to handle that when there's 5,000 more homes in Granby and Tabernacle? Right. It's already, it already gets backed up. I know. I mean, we're, we're, we're the highways. They can't expand the highways. I mean, Frazier, they're talking about curving out and going, you know, just like getting off of, of Highway 40. Are they? Yeah. Like a bypass? Like a bypass. I've heard about that, but how are, where are they going to do it? it? I mean, would it be east or west or like, I don't get it. Other side of the railroad tracks? Other side of the railroad tracks where they're talking about. So it'd be probably up high. Mm-hmm, up high and curve around and go through the back of Tabernash and oh, hook, hook back up. Yeah, and that would just, who knows what that would do to everything. I don't know. Because it would be, they, the, yeah. and the growth would go that way. And mm-hmm. There's too much good mountain biking back there to ruin it. <laughs> they can't do it. They can't do it. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, there's good things about it. There's there's always, you know, some things that we don't like, but at the same time, um, you know, being in real estate and being an investor, it's it's always a good time to invest in the mountains. Oh, so, for sure. For sure. You know that personally. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So have you seen a slowdown in the in the migration that way? I mean, we mentioned we were talking about the COVID migration. Um, you know, we we haven't. Um, what we've seen a slowdown of is, we, you know, it, it picked up uh, last summer right before the interest rates changed. Mm-hmm. So it was like yep. the beginning of, of 2022. Mm-hmm. Still tons of buyers uh, with not enough sellers. Mm-hmm. And then and then we, we started to see a little bit more of a balance um, in October of 2022, where the, the houses that normally would, would have gotten sold that summer, we just didn't have enough buyers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, we're still in a seller's market, though, in most of the um, mountain communities. We did see a decrease in um, April of Summit County and Eagle County in single-family home prices. Mm. Okay. Um, but condos and townhomes still appreciating. Mm-hmm. And in and, and double-digit, it's still crazy how we're seeing. And, and it is because of demand. And I just think there's just more demand for the, for the condos and townhomes than right. for the single-family. Yeah, people probably want that low maintenance and the lower yep. price point. That's it. Like it's more of a crash pad. And it's it's easier to, you know, they usually have the amenities and mm-hmm. things, you know, the the pools, the hot tubs, um, mm-hmm. the the ski shuttle coming right up to them versus the single family you have to sometimes drive to a shuttle mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all those little things. And, and especially, like you said, the maintenance. Mm-hmm. When you add in maintenance of... Not only you're paying a little bit of an HOA um, with single family, but then, you know, the snow we just had, mm-hmm. that was 
crazy to see five and six feet of snow on top of homes. Yeah. And and then what happens, you know, is is it starts leaking down into the home and you're not there. It's a second home. Right. So. Well, and it's, it, it's not even just the actual doing of all the maintenance. It's the time involved and having to go up there more regularly if you're a weekend warrior. Maybe you go up there every other weekend, but you have to be up there more to take care of. And there's, you know, I would say that when it comes to like Summit County Bail area, um, those are more international people and more, um, you know, national, the different states in the United States versus like like where you and I are. Because mm-hmm. we're, I, we, we've done uh, ratios where we've seen the ownership of second home ownership in Summit County is about 60% Denver people. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it's a, it's about that for, for uh, Winter Park. Um, but then when you get into to Bale and um, Aspen, it's just, it's way low, the number of Denver, Denver people that own there. Yeah. Versus yeah. compared to Summit County and Green County. I could see that. It's definitely an international scene that, mm-hmm. like, spe- like especially Aspen, I can see it. Oh yeah, see it there. I haven't been to Bale a whole lot, but but it's it's um. But like I said, if you have a second home. Um, that property management aspect of it, you're just you're you're paying a lot more for the maintenance mm-hmm. if you don't have a property manager. Yeah. So. So where do you see things going in the mountains over the next, let's say, ten years? You know, I I think that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that the ski passes don't keep getting more expensive. <laughs> I think when I first moved here, it was 350 bucks, something like that. I know, and then and now it's, it's like a thousand dollars, and it and the daily passes. Um, you know, I the the mountain markets I think are going to continue, um, because it's just the Colorado beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, we have. I just met with a, a girl this morning from Ireland, and uh, her husband's from India, and and they, you know they come here from these countries that we think are just, you know, beautiful in themselves. But then they come to Colorado, and they're like, "This is where I want to raise my kids. This is where I want to, mm-hmm. you know, just this beauty and access to." So I just think we'll always have that. Um, yeah, don't you? I mean, it's, I, I think so. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not going to stop being a desirable place. Either. No, there's. Five million more people here. Right. It's going to still be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just wonder about the infrastructure and what they're going to do with I seventy and I know all that kind of stuff is concerning. Yeah, the more people that can you know work remotely, um, I don't I don't think that the like you said the I seventy situation is going to um, you don't have to worry about that because more and more people are are just able to work remotely. And so that's why they're picking those mountain resorts. If you can pick, you know, if you live in Texas and all of a sudden they tell you, yeah, you can work remotely. Mm-hmm. That's Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't stay in Houston. You, <laughs> you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's that's exactly what happened in, in the last three years. And we're still seeing it. I just don't, I just don't see it stopping. And that's, you know, that was one of the things that we discovered, you know, when you say what good came out of COVID. That's that was something that we discovered not only as, uh, you know, business owners, but as realtors. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there was times where I never met the the uh, buyer or the seller. It was all done, all online. That's crazy. I mean, I we're we're used to it on the mortgage side, but I can't imagine on a real estate transaction yeah. as the realtor. Literally, in land, so many land owners were just seeing the appreciation, and and they would just call up and say, "I've got these acres." Sell it, you know, put a sign in the yard, market it, and and then you'd never meet the seller. Huh. They were just in a different country, different state, and never really needed to to be here. Yeah, and and so that was happening a lot, and it's still, I think, um, you know, and, and that was one of the reasons why I joined I, EXP too. Is we're a cloud based brokerage, and and it's not our founder. I don't I don't think he he probably did see it coming but he might have not seen it coming that fast mm. um because he was in it when sanford was in it before he became an investor okay. uh, agent and then um he said he did like 60 million in in sales his second year in real estate and he said about 40 percent of it was all online hmm. interesting and when did he start he started in 2002 at the dot-com okay. crash, you know, decided to get his yeah. real estate license. And then uh, 2004, um, you know, decided he wanted to be his own broker. And then uh, in 2009, started uh, EXP. Okay. I didn't realize it had been around that long. Yeah, 2009. And it's, and it's we're 88,000 agents in 23 countries. Wow, that's incredible. I know it's it's really and and it's just keeps you know keeps growing and I think it it has a lot to do with that cloud based brokerage aspect of and we have um, metaverse meetings um, you know we're an avatar we create ourselves in an avatar and so um, when you go to to speak to a managing broker you you your avatar walks into the office. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to do that. I didn't either. <laughs> and it's it's crazy now, you know. Yeah. I'm like, really? And and uh, and it's it's fun. It's fun in the aspect yeah. of and I, you know, and our founder sees that happening. It's going to be by 2030. More and more companies are going to be like that, where it's you know you get together in big um, events, but on a day to day basis, there's there's really. A lot of times there's no reason to meet face-to-face -face like this. I like the face-to-face, -face, but it is a lot easier if you just, you know, your little avatar goes into the office of the mm -hmm. avatar of our managing broker. Yeah, it's, it is easier. I don't think anything can replace this, but um, it's definitely going that way. It's going to be more and more, you're right. And that's why I was thinking, you know, the, the traffic situation going up 70 I don't know if it's if it, I know it's it is a problem, but didn't you feel like it got a little bit better last this season? Did you not think it? Well, we didn't go up a whole lot. Okay, it's my personal story: our kids are freshmen, sophomore in high school, and they're into their mm -hmm. high school activities, so we just didn't go as much. I just think that this. I think that it felt like it. I felt like there was more people just staying versus the back and forth thing. That's possible. So maybe over time, traffic will actually get better. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. 
because it, or we can just get our little hovercraft and. There you go. Or under the, the uh, Elon Musk tube. Yes. Yeah. Tube up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, so is your focus now more um, building your organization or your personal business or is it both? Um, it's both. And um, as you know, I, I've always been a recruiter for the past 15 years in this business has always been about growing um, a brokerage because I was an employee in brokerage at my last company. And um, and now it feels, since I am a broker owner, you know, the more agents that I can help grow their business, um, it also helps the, the corporation, the EXT. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I like that collaboration part of it. So... I think because I'm getting, you know, closer to, well, I'm going to be 60 in August. Can you believe that? Like when you said, when I said 30 years, yeah, I was 30 when I got my license. Crazy. And so, so you start looking into those goals of where you want to be, mm -hmm. you know, after 60. And I would love to be more of a coach. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an author of, of a mindset type book. And um, that book has helped me with uh, forming workshops, mindset workshops, things like that. Mm -hmm. And and that was one of the reasons why I joined EXP is because they give you the opportunity to not just train um, locally. I am actually training worldwide now. So that gave me that access of I had that dream. I was like, one of these days I'm going to be coaching people in other countries. And within overnight, it happened. It's awesome. I know. So I'm curious, how do you find people that you end up bringing onto your team? And what do you, what do you look for in an agent to, that, that tells you they'll probably be successful? Yeah, I'm, you know, I like to coach um, newer agents, mentors. So I'm a certified uh, mentor and I've been mentoring agents yeah, for the last 15 years. Uh, but the experienced ones, those are agents that definitely have to have some kind of um, goal setting in their business. And and then I, I can help them with that. The accountability is what a lot of agents need. And even it's just weekly accountability. Mm -hmm. And as, as success, successful as I've been in real estate and also, um, you know, just in, in life, I still like having an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And Barry Overton is—he became my um, accountability partner, and he—he's—he's he's a very um, amazing individual. And and that's when I had when I was attracted to him, and he was attracted to me. We felt like us together were going to do great things. And and the people that we are attracting, I think it has a lot to do with our type of of energy and support, um, because people want that. It's, they don't want to just be alone in this right. business. And if you do want to be alone in this business, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But we can help in so many different ways, not just in the real estate side of things. We can help in, in, in um, just the, the life part, you know, having somebody that you can talk to about your personal things. Because in real estate, it's I think it's a and it's just like mortgages. Mm -hmm. You can get caught up in work. Way too many hours. 
I mean, absolutely. You can ignore the family and just get so involved with other people's families where before you know it, you're you're just burned out and unhappy and so and get sick. Mm-hmm. And that's what my book's about. It's about how I got really, really sick when I worked for Ralph Lauren. Um, I was the first female sales rep for Ralph Lauren Corporation. Oh, really? I was 28 and all the men were 40 in the 40s. Okay. <laughs> so it was a tough gig to compete in, you know, and, and, and just show, yes, I can do this. Uh-huh. Burned myself out. So by the time I was 31, got really, really sick. And um, and so I, I healed, you know, got better and said, that's never going to happen again. And so I wrote that book. You know, I started journaling and just writing about how um, so many people, the stress part of their job, they just don't realize what they're doing to themselves mentally and physically, spiritually, until you get close to death. And yeah. then you're like, oh. And you're not looking back and, and you're not looking back and saying, I wish I would have worked more. It's the way is I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. That's a Warren Miller uh, slogan. Did you know that? Oh. Warren Miller said, you know, he's he was always on the slopes. Yeah. And he, he said, no one ever died and said, I wish I had spent more time in the office. Right. <laughs> I didn't know he said that. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's so true. It's so true. And that's, you know, that's the cool thing about your organization. Um, like I know Barry, Tim, Murray, all you guys seem to have that that mindset yes. of having a holistic life before, mm-hmm. like that's more important than your business. Yes. So, and, and what happens is, is, is your business grows mm-hmm. um, organically because of the lifestyle that you've chosen and, and the family aspects of your life that people see how happy you are and they're like, what, what's she got going on? What's he got going on? Talk, talk to me about that. And then, and then we coach them on, on how we live and then their business grows and then then they become happy. And and then that's why this, this whole thing we put together is we are attracting some of the most amazing people that want to live that way. They want to have a business and grow their business, but also have an unbelievable um, life. And, and yeah, the life part does come first, the family. And if you're a single person that doesn't have, like, the kids and stuff like that, you still want to have a lifestyle that's sure. fun and, and abundant versus just working all the time. Totally. So, yeah. So that's what we teach, and that's what we, you know, we do a lot of workshops. Um and then we do an accountability session um, every Tuesday morning. And um, and then we do a happy hour. We just do so much fun stuff that, you know, it's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And team stuff, you know, going out yeah. and, and all going skiing and snowboarding together. Or, um, But that's how I met you. Yeah. Through totally. Tim snowboarding. Yep. And the, the trip to Japan. To Japan. That was uh, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. What was that? 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go again. I know, me too. It was incredible. It was. Just to see that that lifestyle of 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 a, a foreign country and, and how successful that city. I mean, such a large city and how 
everything was just so, there was not chaos. I didn't feel like there was chaos. Mm -hmm. It was all smooth. Do you mean Niseko or like Tokyo? Tokyo. Or, like, Tokyo. I didn't spend oh. any time in Tokyo. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is so cool to not hear, because I lived in New York for 15 years. And it was, you just got used to the honks. Yeah. You know, and the hearts slowing and people yelling at each other and, 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 and no car horns in, in that huge, gigantic city of, of Tokyo. It's disrespectful. No trash. Incredible. Because people would not drop anything. They would, they're it's just like very you know, respectful of, of the earth and of the... And, and it's just like you don't do that. No. And like, and you, it, even Naseko and getting to Naseko and Sapporo, mm -hmm. it was totally... I got that vibe too. It was just people... No chaos. Just very kind. Very kind. Respectful people. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a really neat culture. I know. Yeah. So, but that's, that's the kind of thing that you want to be here. If we could, mm -hmm. if you can show that, then you're going to attract those people. You know, the, the, if you respect them, they respect you. And that's the kind of clients that I like to work with too. You know, if there's no respect, there's other agents that you can work right. with. Yeah. Because cause I have that abundance mindset of there's always going to be somebody mm -hmm. that wants to work with me. Yeah. I love that. I know. So so you never really stress about the market. Yeah, because there's always – I feel the same way. I mean, it's just there's people looking to – that need help with a mortgage or need help with a, to buy a property or to sell a property. Yeah, there's always going to be yeah. – and you, you, that because we don't have that scarcity mindset. We don't have, you know, if the market changes, we just learn from it and adapt to it. Yeah. Pivot whatever one, anybody wants to call it. Yeah. But the mindset is there's always going to be enough people for, for me to help because they do want our help. Mm -hmm. they, they want our expertise. You know, and I've found that the people that have the abundant mindset are the most successful in both of our businesses. Yeah. And, and then that's, like I said, that's the people that I – Attract, and if I end up attracting somebody that that doesn't think that way, or or it makes it's making my job difficult, that's when I'm like, you know, they get the axe, the Monica you're axe. Fired. Yeah, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> well, if there's people listening that are liking what they hear and they want to reach out to you, is that can they reach out to you to talk about oh, EXP? Yeah. yeah, talk about EXP, talk about the mountains. Um, you know. That's what we like to do is educate the Denver brokers mm -hmm. about what's happening in the mountains. So we do mountain trends classes. Um, and we've been doing them via Zoom just because we seem to have more attendance. Um, mm -hmm. And and then we I just started a women's group of a Women's Investor International Network. And I love that I it's WIN because it was just oh. going to be Women Investors Network. And I said, let's throw that international in there. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden, I have two investors from London. Um, and then this woman this morning from Ireland. So it's just, oh, it, yeah, cool. it's, it's, you know, that's what's so fun about what you focus on expands. Yeah. And, and as soon as I added that international, that it, it was just all of a sudden, I've got international agents agents that have investors from different countries. Very cool. 
Yeah. How, so how can people find the international group and how can people find your you know, okay. trends? So when, when is pretty much, uh, invite only. And so we're, we're just doing a once a month gathering. And so, but you can find us on our, um, Instagram. So W I I N and then, um, purple mountain group is our websites. P U R P L E M T N. We shortened it, mm-hmm. purplemountain.com. And um, and yeah, you can pretty much find us all over Instagram and, and things like that. But our Mountain Trends classes, uh, we post that through Eventbrite. And we do those um, every other month. Um, I'm trying to think of some other places. But that's pretty much, you know, the you can definitely find us on Instagram. And that's um, Monica W. Graves 1. Okay. Had to add that W in there because there's so many Monica Graves. Is there really? Yeah. Doesn't seem like, like that common of a name. There's 150 Justin EXP. No kidding. <laughs> wow. Isn't that weird? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. You, I mean, and that shows how big our company is. Right. Is is to have that many of, I bet you there's some RJ Maxers. Yeah, you never know. It's never, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, an EXP. If you want to talk to me about the company, um, definitely reach out to me. Um, probably just Monica at remonica.com. So RE Monica has been around since before RE Colorado. Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> I worked for Remax. And then I was like, oh, oh okay. you could do Remax or Remonica. Uh, and, uh, and that's been about 20 years ago. Uh-huh. So, nice. so RE Monica, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, we'd love to talk to anybody about Mountain properties, um, investing in uh, short-term rentals or about my brokerage. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. This was really fun. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being a pioneer on the live studio. Thank you, too. And then also, let me plug my book again. Okay. Inner Being in Balance, and it's the seven steps uh, to be successful in life, business, and beyond. Awesome. Yeah. Can they find it on, is it Kindle? Interbeingandmalice.com. Yeah, Kindle. Not Audible. Okay. Um, thought about that because I do a lot of Audible, but but yeah, it's uh, more of a workbook type of thing. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Definitely appreciate it. Right. And please consider giving us a five-star review if you enjoyed this and sharing it with your friends. And everyone have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening.